A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Recording. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganza, a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learned from it. You've got to say howdy doody because that's how you always answer the phone to me. Howdy doody? I didn't like, even know that I say ev- that. What? You say it every time. Yeah. Every time. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. So like, yeah. So you can start, say it. Go well, on. I then. feel awkward about it now. <laughs> no, say it. All right, hang on. Hang on. All right. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. Um, today we're going to be talking about shipping artwork, shipping and packing, and all that jazz. But first, Julie, how are you? I am. I'm all right. I'm a bit tired. Mm-hmm. It's been one of those weeks. I know I wasn't going to start every episode with I'm tired, but look, this is my life now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, one day you're going to say, I am so full of energy. One day. Just not today. One day. It's not today. No, I'm pretty good. Look, I was able to get to a friend's exhibition opening on the weekend without any kids. So that was pretty awesome. Mm. So went and saw Who was that? Claire to Al's very first solo exhibition, and which was really lovely. She did a really great job. I've got to say her explanations and the meanings behind her artworks were some of the best I've ever heard. Like some of them made me feel oh, wow. super emotional. So if anyone wants to go oh. check those out, I'd highly, highly recommend. Um, I, oh, wrote... I love that. I love it when you get like a bit more information and it's not just like here's a picture of a thing. Yeah, it's something that I'm not great at myself. So I think I really appreciate it when I see it in others. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it just gives so much more sort of context to the artwork I guess if there is a deeper meaning behind yeah I have written our very first newsletter on Substack Mm -hmm. look it doesn't look super professional but it was really fun and I kind of just have to do something that is quick and easy for me to keep maintaining because I want to be able to keep it free and fun and give you guys a bit more Mm. I guess behind the scenes yeah um so we got a little bit more it's not just sort of show notes and stuff there's actually a little bit more about what we're up to in that in that in that newsletter isn't there yeah. so how, how do people find it by the way just 
That's a good question. I will put a link in our bio on Instagram. I'll put a link in the show notes. I will Mm -hmm. also probably get Phoebe to write a post about it this week where she can sort of uh, Mm -hmm. put a link in a story. Roger that. Put that on your to-do list. (laughs) Put that on my to-do list. Remind me also. You know, know, that's been a bit of fun. I've wanted to sort of explore, like play in that space for a while. So, Mm -hmm. So that was... That was good. Uh, the wasps. That's is... what we do for fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> in my spare time. This is our version of fun, folks. Writing lists and making newsletters. Yay! Julie um, rubs her hands with glee. Um, the wasps are still here. I've given up. Nothing seems to be getting them to move. I'm just going to name them, make them part of the family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've started a bunch of new work. Uh, because Yay. I have signed on to do an exhibition at the end of this year, which is exciting and daunting. A solo exhibition? A solo exhibition with Studio Gallery. So uh, stay oh tuned gosh. for uh, a year of Julie freaking out. So so you've got a baby and you've got a toddler and you've got a podcast and now you've got a solo exhibition and you've also got a full commissions list. <laughs> I wasn't going to sleep this year anyway. So I sort of just, you know, 24 usable hours oh in every day, baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're making me feel very unproductive. No, well, look, to be honest, I had put a lot of uh, time aside this year for Studio Gallery anyway. My my commissions list was pared back. Right. I wasn't going to overcommit. Um, mm-hmm. And then I overcommitted. <laughs> you, were, you, le- you left space for overcommitting yeah. and then it got filled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just slot right in there. But I am, I I am super excited slash daunted, but we can go into that. I think we'll have to do an exhibitions yeah. Yeah. prep. Because it was all going to be about my exhibition next year, but now yeah. you've, it's gonna be you've like pit me to the post. Just move over, Phoebe. <laughs> you snuck in. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to be exciting. And that's, where is that? In, is that in Melbourne? It'll be in Melbourne in their Cheltenham Gallery. So um, Melbourne peeps. Yay. How exciting. You know how... Are you going to go over for that or? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, it'll be in November and my dad's 70th is around the same time. So, which is great. So <gasps> oh, that. I don't have to fly That's... over twice, which yeah. is awesome because flights yeah. to Oz yeah. these days are actually getting pretty spency. <clears throat> yeah. Everything's getting pretty spendy at the moment, but that'll be so exciting. Enough about oh, me. It's all meant to be. All meant to be. Um, yeah. Talk to me about Phoebe. <laughs> It's been two days since we've spoken. That's a long time. <laughs> Has it? Well, we've messaged. We have. <laughs> two days since I heard your voice. Oh, no, I, oh. I, did, I called you yesterday. That's a lie. <laughs> it's not even been 24 hours. What do you want about your psycho? <laughs> um, <laughs> how am I, for the listener? Um, what have I been up to? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I feel a bit more peppy this week, which is good. Um, oh, what have I been up to? Um, life-wise, we um, went to a barbecue at the weekend, which was quite nice. We did a, a social thing, which we're not not really that very social, my husband and I. We went to a barbecue with, with the kids, and there was lots of other kids there, and it was nice. It was lots of, like, you know, friends and, and kind of acquaintances that I'd no, but don't perhaps hang out with. And yeah, it was it was quite funny because um, one of my friends was just asking me about like my art and the podcast and stuff. And then a couple of other ladies were like, you know, three or four of us all sort of stood together as you do. And then they were like, podcast? You've got a podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and then I felt all like suddenly really like embarrassed and weird. 
<laughs> I was like, mm, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, what, 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 what's your podcast called? What's it about? How do you do that? And I'm like, oh, um, yeah, it's just, oh, it's very niche. And you won't, and they're like, oh no, I'll listen to it. What's it called? And they're like getting their phones out and like scrolling onto the thing. And then I get all, I don't know, I got all hot and sort of sweat. I turn the awkwardness <laughs> style up to like 15. <laughs> Oh. Whenever anyone goes, ah, oh, been listening to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, worse. Yeah, one of them was like, yeah, yeah, I've listened to an episode. And then I was like, oh, no, it's like you've been inside my my underwear drawer or something. <laughs> like, weird. And then the other ones are like, who did you do that? How do you do that? Who did you do that with? Who, who? Like, and I'm like, oh, no. And then I just deflected to you. And oh, I was thanks, like, oh, mate. I do it with my friend Julie. And yeah, she's really amazing. She she does all the hard work and she's she's the brains behind it. I, I don't even know what I do, really. And she's I just waffle around and she has to do all the hard stuff. And they're like, oh, what's her art like? And then they're pulling up their Instagrams and finding you. And then they're like, oh, my God, that's her art? Oh, what? Oh, my God. Oh, what? She's incredible. She's got a baby. She's got a baby and she does this art. Oh, my God. And she does a podcast. Oh, my God. And then I'm just there going, okay, well, I... I do do some. St- I actually do do some of it. Like I actually, I do. I do some of it. Actually. Well, it's funny because last week I was telling you because some of the people in my life have been like, "Oh, the stuff that Phoebe says is just so useful." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> oh no, it's so funny. Oh, and then I was like, "Can we just like you know when you're like, wow, how can I pivot this conversation away from this? Like, how about the beach today?" <laughs> Yeah, how about that? That oh, the sausages are ready! Yay! Mm, yeah, <laughs> let's go and eat. Uh, oh, it was so awkward. Uh, it's so weird when the oh, I don't know, like two worlds overlap. And I think because I am like not very, I'm pretty antisocial. I'll be honest. And um, oh, just with kids and life and pandemics and all of stuff that's happened the past few years. Like we've all we were all talking about it. How like a lot of us just have kind of got into a habit of not really making an effort to do stuff and I think because we've had family visiting all summer we've we've been quite sort of busy doing family stuff Mm. and then the weather hasn't been great we haven't really had many barbecue days to be honest so we have only had a couple of those sort of interactions and um so everyone was like oh this is so nice we should do this more now the kids are older and it is easier and you know it makes you realize like life suddenly starts to open up a bit more from you know yeah. being quite difficult especially you know with us not having family here like it's expensive to get babysitters and so you wouldn't re- like you wouldn't really make the effort to get a babysitter unless there's an absolute like good reason so to just go for a barbecue feels you know felt like quite a lot of effort for babysitters but now you can bring the kids and they can play and run around and Mm. entertain themselves and stuff it makes it so much easier and and fun and you know and it wasn't a late night it was only like half eight nine or something when we got home but um it's good still was a bit of a (laughs) bit of a shocking day yes the next day with with overtired seven-year-old but um but still it was worth it and it was nice to get out but yeah it's, it's just so weird when people kind of I think they don't know what I do <laughs> people generally think they sort of know I dabble a bit in art and then then they're like asking me all these questions and yeah it's quite strange when people ask me what I do and my answer is always I say I'm a painter most yeah. people assume that I mean house well, painting like <laughs> and I always think what is it about me that that's your first I think you need to say artist then maybe yeah. you just like 
You need to own that, Julie. I think it's pretty... Half of those commissions <laughs> on that commission list are actually uh, exterior household jobs. Yeah. <laughs> no, painter. I mean, as long as, yeah, as long as you don't say the word decorator at the end, painter decorator. <laughs> That's really, yeah. Oh, it's hard saying, it's hard saying I'm an artist. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yes, and other than that, what am I doing? I'm nearly finished. A pa- I've, I've literally got like a tiny bit left to do on a painting today. I should fin- I be- should be able to finish that in an hour today. Yeah, so I've nearly finished that one. I've got another one drawn up, ready to start. And then a couple, oh, yeah, a couple more to do. But yeah, I'm kind of getting into a groove now, um, painting-wise. And I've launched my prints on my website. So a little plug for you there. I've got some new little mini prints that are on my website if you fancy having a look um but yeah just tracking along really with everything else and um yeah that's it really nice that's it that's that's my news julie uh tell me about a fail what's your what's your what's your worst shipping fail my worst shipping fail there haven't been any like epic doozies i just suck at shipping in general so I've got a couple of like small things like I haven't had a painting be damaged in transit or anything like that my big ones are my my most recent one was when we first moved house I was going through all of my old stuff and I found a few old lino prints and thought oh I should probably do something with these give them to a gallery or I put them on Instagram and a couple of people said oh can I buy them and I went oh yeah no worries and usually mm-hmm. I stopped trying to sell online and stuff because I hate the selling part and the shipping part and doing all of that side of it. But anyway, I yeah. thought, oh, look, I'll do this. It might be nice to make a couple of hundred dollars. And I had thought that I had guesstimated the right amount of shipping because, but it's been a while and shipping prices have gone up. And then I totally overpackaged the work so they were even bigger than they needed to be. And then I lost <laughs> all, I don't know, hope. I couldn't be bothered unpackaging them. <laughs> and repackaging them smaller. Mm. So shipping pretty much ate into any money that I was going to get out of those prints. It was, I do. It's such a stupid mistake. And it's one that I would, you know, you know, make sure you check out shipping prices and charge accordingly. And I do that for all oh, my yeah. big stuff. But I was feeling quite smug. I'm like, woohoo, I sold two prints. <laughs> yeah. And then... It's so stupid. <laughs> and like my I other big two prints thing, away for free. Yeah. My other big thing is that I, I'm just not good at packaging. And so I over package and I over tape and it looks, it doesn't look professional, I don't think. And it must be such a pain to receive anything from me. I'm really sorry to anyone who's ever received anything from me because you'd have to get a Stanley knife to open it because I use that much tape. And then that's a potential stress, stress for the person. Like, and you know, that could damage the work opening it up. I've received work from you and thought, oh, this looks really good. Really? Yeah. See, I think I overpackage and I overtape, but I don't know. Maybe there's no such thing as too much tape. <laughs> I've had, I've had a fail, like a proper fail, oh, like a really bad fail. Tell me all the things. Tell me. <laughs> so, um, so my biggest fail that like definitely caused like a lot of stress and crying was oh it's still painful to do <laughs> like it's still traumatic 
Um, this was when I was doing resident art and um, this lovely gentleman um, commissioned me to do a piece of resident art and it was kind of when I was not really <clears throat> charging that much <laughs> for pieces really um, they you know still my earliest days of it all and anyway I was really really proud of the piece and he absolutely loved it and you know I'd sent a photo and um, yeah I packaged it up and I packaged it up so well like because and, and luckily it was only going within New Zealand sent it on its merry way and then you know I think it was like a week later and the guy was like oh just wondering you know where the artwork is and you know and I was like oh like I think I, I don't I can't really remember that whether or not he had a tracking number or whether I I had it still and I looked it up and stuff anyway I couldn't it just sort of said it was in transit you know like it's still and I was thinking well, this is weird because it should have arrived at the depot by now in Auckland mm. it's like left Gisborne where is it and I think in the end I sort of managed to phone up Korea Post and eventually after hours of being on like hold and <laughs> music and all of that finally spoke to someone and they I gave them the tracking number and then she I just remember them being it was yeah this guy and he goes oh oh yes that is I can see what's happened here yeah I can see that parcel yes that parcel was on uh one of our delivery trucks that was involved unfortunately in a collision oh my god and all of the packages in that uh, truck have been crushed <laughs> crushed Jesus, Jesus Christ <laughs> and I was like what what do you mean crushed like what and then he was like hang on I'll um I'll see if we can like trace it and find it and then anyway I was like god what do I do so I had to email this guy and I was like I, I think the parcel's been crushed like oh no anyway he's really understanding and stuff and I was like I'm waiting to hear back you know I never I, you don't know they're gonna look into it and try and find the parcel anyway I then got an email with a photo from the career post person yeah. <laughs> of my very crushed package yeah and they were like what do you want us to do do you want us to send it to the address that's on it or it's like or return to sender and I was like no, return to sender please and then they sent it back to me and it literally was like snapped in half and like absolutely had like a tire track on it and like it was I don't even know like what happened but it was like apparently the driver of the truck was fine by the way um, but everything in the truck wasn't. And, um, yeah, so that, so then I had to, um, the guy was really, really lovely and I was just really gutted because it was such a lovely, unique piece and I had to try and recreate it, but it's impossible to recreate like something mm. like that again, exactly the same. So did you go back to him and say, would you like a refund or would you like me to redo it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, look, this has happened. Like, and he obviously was, like, completely understood because I sent the photo and was like, like, this has never happened before, but this has happened. Um, and he, yeah, I was like, would, you know, I can either refund you the money or I can redo you and try and get it the same. And um, obviously at no extra cost. And he wanted that. So any, and then I tried to make a claim and they denied it because they said it was 
outside the scope of what they were prepared to refund me because it was a piece of artwork and I hadn't like got it valued or something before I sent it and I think yeah it was just one of those early days things Mm. where I basically ended up having to lose that money buy all the materials again remake the thing send it and you know be out of pocket and out of time like weeks I think that it's worth on that note I've heard lots of people talking and asking about should I be getting my works insured when I'm sending them and it's something that's definitely worth investigating I would say that most of the time I don't I haven't heard of anyone successfully claiming anything through NZ post or anything like that because I think there are quite a lot of uh loopholes and so you either have to like have a think about how much your work is worth and whether it's worth adding insurance on to every parcel or you take it on the chin when something happens knowing full well that most people will be happy for you to replace the item so but you'll have to go through the pain of doing it again so i Mm -hmm don't over-insure my artwork. So I use just the general insurance that comes with NZ Post. So, like, it says your works are valued up to... Yeah. Or insured yeah. up to the value of $2,000. I never buy That's, extra yeah. insurance because I've not heard anything particularly good. And I just sort of think, yeah. look, when it happens, and at some stage I'm sure something will get damaged, I'll just have to take it on the chin and know that I didn't pay yeah. extra all the other times and all of that money that I saved is going to have to go towards paying for the one that yeah. I have to redo. Exactly. I kind of feel glad that I got that out of the way really early in my <laughs> career because I was like, well, I don't think this anything can touch wood be worse than that. <laughs> touch wood. I can't, there's no wood in here. That, uh, no, this is MDF. What's that? That's wood. Um, yeah, so that was really pretty bad. I had the piece for ages. Yeah, I don't want to put people off though. I think that's quite a unique. Like, I've never. I actually can't believe we've never talked about that one before. That's shocking. Have I never told nah, you that. It's a new one. Oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my worst one. And then my other sort of probably um, like mistake that I made was sending a quite a large piece to the UK and not realizing that they have quite strict customs um uh like what's the word law uh, customs Tax and duties one. taxes yeah customs and duties taxes and i hadn't put a clause on my website saying that that was the buyer's responsibility to um sort out and so the poor lady got this the shock of a letter saying we've we're holding on to your artwork until you or your parcel until you pay however much money I can't remember what it was maybe two hundred dollars mm. you know a hundred pounds or something and then I was you know horrified because I didn't realize and then anyway, she was very kind and she said look can you would you be willing to pay half of that so and I was happy to pay half um because I felt really bad that I didn't know that that was going to happen. And then she, yeah, managed to pay the bill and get her artwork. So it was all fine in the end and she got her painting. But, yeah, I just, on top of the already very expensive shipping that I'd paid, um, I then had to pay another $100. I think you'd be surprised taxes. how many artists have figured out the customs duties problem exactly that way. Yeah. Like, I, I've had it happen to me. Um, 
actually when it happened to me I was sending works to someone in Italy and right. when you're tracking through NZ Post, when it gets to its new destination, the tracking just stops. And oh, so I yes. just couldn't I've track it anymore. And I had to, so there are several websites. I'll put one in the show notes because um, I can't think of the name off the top of my head because my brain no longer works properly. Um, <laughs> where, that it'll track your parcel across several destinations. And so I did a bit oh, of investigating okay. and found out because it said when I was tracking it through the next, through an international tracking system I could see that it was stuck in customs in Italy and so I contacted her the receiver yeah and she'd received a note from customs saying she had to pay a certain amount and I was like oh god what a drama yeah um and it's like it's I you feel awful because like you didn't realize that that's going to happen and then you don't want them you don't want the person that's bought the artwork to feel like they've been swindled and mm. that you've not told them about this thing but like every country is different and you know sometimes you haven't sent an artwork to a country before or you know of that size or value or whatever and um money conversations are always tricky as well it is it is Um, i do i think it's trickier for larger more inexpensive items than it is for larger bigger items because the like your shipping can end up costing more than the work itself if you're not careful yeah 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 so I had a sale recently and I like now on my website anything over $300 has free shipping well I say and when I say free shipping um there is no such thing as free shipping by the way in the whole world there's no such thing as free shipping when you see free shipping what that means is whoever's sending it is absorbing the shipping costs themselves and um, or has built the or has built the shipping costs into the price of the work yeah exactly so but yeah so now I I do sort of factor in that shipping cost into my artwork and if it's over like a certain yeah three hundred dollars or whatever I it it will say free shipping um because I think for somebody like psychologically it's a lot easier or like less shocking to spend say twelve hundred um dollars and get zero added at the checkout mm. for shipping than it is to spend $1,100 and get $100 added at the checkout for shipping yeah. because you suddenly go, what, 100 extra dollars for shipping? Like, that's crazy. But <laughs> it that's what it is, at least. And so I changed it so that it was just added on in the artwork itself. Yeah. And then they pay nothing else at the checkout just because i think that psychological leap is off-putting it puts me off when i'm buying things when shipping it gets added so i I never have shipping i always put shipping into the cost of my artwork because i think it's just part of it they're gonna have to pay it at some stage why why i don't know it's one of my bugbears i mean i find it i find it hard with the smaller things like my smaller prints because yeah I have to have a kind of threshold and, and I still keep my shipping, I think, really low. It's still lower than it costs for those smaller items. Um, but, yeah, maybe I should factor it in and have it free, the entire thing. You know, you've got an online store that you keep updated. I don't. Like, I occasionally mm. release small works. I've done it once in the past two years. But for me mm. personally, because I don't do it often, I just build it in because it's – yeah. I don't want to have to negotiate with people about shipping. I can't change the price of it. Yeah. 
putting prices up of your artwork in order to kind of cover that shipping cost felt quite difficult for me at the beginning but now it's like well that's just the way it is and yeah like I said so I had a bit of a stoozy the other day because I <coughs> god I'm sorry I've got like this stupid do you want to have a glass thing? of water this is that muesli bar that you shoveled down <laughs> that was homemade did you make muesli bars it's dry flapjacks I don't know what that means <laughs> I just said the word. I just said a random word at you, Julie. <laughs> flapjacks. <laughs> Howdy doody, flapjacks. <laughs> um, flapjacks is like an English usually bar. Not, you haven't heard of that? That's not a thing? <laughs> okay. I'll, send, I'll put the recipe in the show I was about notes. to say it's all Dutch to me, and then I was like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> it's all Greek to me. <laughs> um, yeah, they're really easy and yummy, and quick and cheap and it's about the only thing I can bake because I'm really really bad baker you're some sort of domestic goddess all right sorry back to you and your shipping fail anyway so ended up selling artwork for you know a lot less than the price and then because the shipping was still included and then that shipping was over a hundred dollars and then ended up being that the profit margin I made at that end of the day was was like you like you very very marginal Mm. very small but that was, you know, I made peace with it. I was like, that's just what it is. Um, doesn't matter. I'm glad that this artwork's going to a new home and I, you know, it's made space and lesson learned and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all a, I'm still learning. We're all still learning. Even, well, like, it's comforting to know that you still make it mistakes, it's, even though you've been doing it for... It's one of the things I really want to work on this year. I feel like because people are paying, you know, a reasonable price for my works, you know, when I'm sending a commission and when I'm sending works to galleries, I would like them to look and feel a certain way, and they, they don't mm. at the moment. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be... That's one of the things that's on my to-do list for this year, along with everything else. Mm. So I might... I have to outsource that problem to someone else. Yeah, well, this is the thing here, like outsourcing. Um, there is an option in New Zealand, and I have used it a couple of times, and that's called Pack and Send, um, which is a company that will package up your artwork for you at for a price. Um, they'll give you a quote. They do include a lot better um insurance covering cover i think and they they will sort it all out if there's an issue so it's sort of like because they become like a middleman um the uh, the drawback for me is that isn't one of those here in gisborne mm. um where i live they, they're in the major cities um so when i had a big piece of resin art that was being sent i think to switzerland and um i was just uh, really worried that that you know something would go wrong and I think the value of it exceeded what I could send anyway um or the size or something I couldn't send it anyway the the normal way I was going to send it because it was so big and heavy and so um and she was happy to pay she for she was like just you know the shipping is whatever the shipping is just add that on because I I sort of said to her look this I hadn't um I knew that I needed to um get asked for shipping on top of the price of the painting basically because I didn't know how much it would cost and I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot and I think it was in the end like three or four hundred dollars yeah. um for a heavier work so I, that's not unusual yeah 
Yeah, I think it was something like it possibly was over four hundred dollars. So I, so I got a quote from Pack and Send in Auckland, and they were gave me the quote. So I sent it to the lady; she was happy. So then I packaged all the art up, and I because I could send it in ter- internally, I could send it within New Zealand fine, but I couldn't mm. myself send it outside of New Zealand very well. Um, so I sent it from Gisborne to Auckland, and then they pack- repackaged it, and you know did all of the tracking, all of the liaising and all of that and got it to her safely. Um, so, yeah, and I have heard other f- artist friends that do live in places where there are the Pack and Send company um, that now use them and have said that it is so nice to, you know, and actually worth that money that it costs to just take your artwork in literally as it is drop it off, walk away and know they're going to do everything else for you. Mm. And like, yeah, I'd, I would love that service here because I think I would gladly use it. I know that they exist in Oz as well. I've used them there. Is there not one in Dunedin? There is. I just don't use them. I don't use Pack and Send because it takes quite a long time. These days I use FedEx for most things because they're. I find them really easy as a company to deal with. They're a bit more expensive, but they are super quick. Because my items end up being quite big, I often get outsized for New Zealand Post. They won't do over 1.2 yeah. metres, I think. think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then it's the problem I think that a lot of people face is that if you shop around for shipping every time, that takes a lot of time. And mm. to me, I don't have time to. So I've just picked who I think is the best. One place. Yeah, one place. Even though they're a bit more expensive. And I know where I can get I can get a quote really easily from them. Everything can be done mm. online. They pick up from my door. So all of that I've just sort of said made my peace with the fact that I have to pay a bit more for shipping, but I know that it's handled really quickly and efficiently mm. by a really big company. Yeah. And I feel like the less time that it's in transit, the less time I have to freak out and the less time it has yeah. to get lost or damaged. So that's worth it to me. So we thought we would keep this episode a little bit more focused on answering some of the specific areas we got a lot of questions in. So the first area was around larger works. So we had people asking us how to successfully ship larger works, a step-by-step process, how to pack the big beasts, and how to send larger paintings without it being super expensive. I don't have an answer for the bottom one. The bottom one I cannot answer. Not from New Zealand. I don't think there's a cheap way. Uh... 99% of the time when I'm sending large works, I'm taking them off the stretcher bars, rolling them and sending them in a tube. That is the most effective way I've found. And I also think it is the safest. So Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah, I usually will also include the cost of getting the work restretched at the other end so that because otherwise a customer receiving a work rolled is not usually that useful to them. So, and most of the places that I ship to are the same. So I've shipped to Australia quite a lot, um, to the Mm. UK quite a few times and occasionally to Europe. And it's not been particularly difficult, even when I've been looking for like framers to find in Switzerland and Germany, I've been able to communicate well enough to get works re-stretched and then have the customer either collect from the framer or get the framer to organise a courier to the customer and include that in their invoice to me. All right. So you don't send that 
painting to the customer you send it to the framer yes yeah and i include customs and duties in my pricing as well how do you figure that all out so there are customs and duties calculators oh there's there's quite a few i can put some links in the show notes to a couple they're all online so you can get a pretty good guesstimation of what it'll cost you um in terms of how to package and ship a painting that's on its frame Mm-hmm. So I start by either putting down acid-free paper, whether it's glassine paper or tissue paper, two layers of bubble wrap. Then I package up my corners like they've never been packaged before. Then I usually mm-hmm. do a flat piece of cardboard over the face of the artwork so that that area is mm-hmm. particularly covered. In the past as well, I've wrapped them up in sheets or blankets if I wanted extra padding. It does add weight. Mm-hmm. But when I've been sending works that I want to make sure they're not getting damaged, that's been a really inexpensive way of adding some protective padding. Mm. And then I do way too many layers of cardboard and tape and it looks ridiculous mm. by the time I'm finished with it. And what's your maximum size that you would probably send un, un unrolled, you know, on the frame? I reckon I wouldn't go much beyond 50 or 60 centimetres. Anything getting up towards that metre mark, and this is internationally. Within New Zealand, I'm happy to probably send whatever. It's much easier and much less expensive. If it was really big, if it was was bigger than a metre and a half or if it was bigger than a metre 20, I'd probably take it off and roll it just because. Yeah, I don't think they'd take, yeah. Yeah. In, In New Zealand, they wouldn't really take it beyond that. What about you? What's your strategy for larger works? Yeah, so if it's interna- well, if it's 60 or not over internationally, I will take it off the frame and roll it. So if I'm going to roll it, then I put down some... I use just like packaging paper that I got from Warehouse Stationery. <laughs> um, and I lay that down. Sometimes I'll lay tissue paper down first as well. Then I put the painting paint side down and then I'll roll so that the yeah so the painting's on the outside as you roll it so that the the paint rather stretches rather than creases um that's a good tip so yeah yeah so don't roll it with the painting on the inside although it's tempting to think to do that because you think oh I don't want the outside to get sort of damaged as long as you've got some paper down first um non you know non-stick sort of paper then it will be fine on the with the painting on the outside, and then you just I just gently roll that up, and then um, you know tape the paper that's on the outside, and another layer of paper usually over the top of that, um, pop a card or whatever and a business card and a sticker or whatever with my details, put that and then get a tube. Uh, I use cardboard tubes that um, if it's my if it's a print I buy those in that specific size um, like print tubes with the caps on the end if it's a big painting I go to my my local framers and they always have heaps of tubes from stuff that they've had delivered and they're really really lovely and I know them now and they just save that's a great tube to me yeah and I just go in and like so I always try to use recycled stuff where possible um and I don't think, I don't think people mind um, that things look a bit rubbish on the outside as long as they look great on the inside. You know, once you, 
you want the artwork to look lovely and be protected basically and as long as that's your focus then mm. I don't think it matters if the tube is a bit rubbishy looking in, as far as you know it might have another address on it that I've had to cover up and old tape or whatever and then I just yeah so then I'll just put normally some bubble wrap screwed up in the tube first then I slide in my painting then I put some more bubble wrap and then the cap back on the end so both of ends of the painting should it wobble about if it's not quite the right length it's got some bubble wrappers to kind of protect those ends and then lots of tape on the on the on the caps on the ends of the tube to seal it up um that's such a great um process and you've explained a lot of the things I feel like that I missed out when I was talking I feel like in the um newsletter this week I might step out a lot of these processes so that they're hints for people because there was lots of stuff that you just said that I think is really important like making sure that your artwork doesn't move rolling it with the paint surface facing out you know recycled materials is okay make sure that you cover up any existing postage labels though and that sort of thing so do go along and subscribe to the newsletter not just because I put effort into making it but because it does (laughs) it will have lots of these things spelt out for you which is great and I always try and write a thank you note like a handwritten thank you note and I get my cards I get my cards made through Vistaprint which I don't know probably there's a more fancier place but they to me you know, I select a nicer quality paper. They got like a kind of nice image of one of my paintings. Um, had a selection. Write a little note to say thank you because I think it's really, for me, it's really important. Like when I get a piece of something in the post that's handmade or an artwork or something like that, if when there's a note from the person that's made it, like it just adds that personal touch when they've written, you know, your name and they've said thank you. Like that always makes me feel special and nice. Mm. And I think, well, this person's spent quite a lot of money on this thing so the least I can do is just write a little note to say thank you um I can't tell so you I always do that the amount of times I've written the note packaged everything up and then found oh, the note no. and thought yeah I have done that before yeah and then I bubble wrap um again I always use recycled bubble wrap I ha- go on my local Facebook mark uh, marketplace like you know um well we have like a community yeah um community page for where I live a little what do you call it suburb where I live um which it's called like um sell swap give and um it's great so I always just pop on there if I need any bubble wrap um any cardboard blah blah blah. and people now know like I often just have people turn up that with with it because they know that I need it and my husband gets like (laughs) a little bit We've got two of the garages full of bubble wrap and cardboard. It's taking over. But I can't ever turn it down because I'm like, no, it's my bubble wrap. <laughs> more bubble wrap. Um, and I just hate buying it because like, I just don't want any more plastic in the world that we don't need. You mm. know, there's, there's enough out there um, that people are just going to chuck away. So now I feel like I'm saving the bubble wrap. Save the bubble wrap. And um, I have massive box a massive box that I chuck all my bubble wrap in and my my husband's got a friend who works in a cidery um uh, locally and they always get all these massive pallets of cider delivered with huge pieces of flat cardboard um so they have a big recycling thing and he's really kind and lets me go and like take huge pieces of 
That's flat, awesome. perfect cardboard. And they're huge. And per- they fit perfectly in the back of my car. You know, they're, they're like 120 by 120. And they are not got a crease or anything on. So they're big blank pieces of card. Oh, and they're want. great. This, now I've found, I've struck gold and I've got my... Yeah, that's awesome. Got my, I've got my cardboard dealer sorted. So that's <laughs> good because they, apart from the slight waft of um, cider, they, they're perfect. And... Um, yeah, so, and then a friend of mine has, um, she gets deliveries and often has lots of these plastic corner protectors. So I often scrounge those off her mm. and can put those on the corners of my artwork. If not, then for the corners, I just I just DIY make my own corner protector with some card. Um, or just really go to town with bubble wrap on the edges. I got... Um... I got a couple of desks when I was doing up my studio a few months ago and they were from Ikea and every single part mm. that came in was covered in corner protectors and I mm. felt like I'd struck gold. <laughs> and so I unpacked them so carefully and was like preserving all of the corner protectors and they're all oh, in a drawer yeah. in my studio now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so then I put my corner protectors either DIY or um, whatever I've managed to invent or find and then um and then I cut yeah like I get my big sheets of cardboard and you know score it fold it score it cut it fold it score it cut it then the tape lots of tape and then lots of fragile tape and then job's done relax (laughs) um so yeah that's pretty much how I do my ones So our next topic was going to be around recycling materials. And we've obviously just covered off that we both clearly use recycled materials and get them from a range of places, from big stores, from asking Facebook groups. Um, So one of the questions was, does it look unprofessional? And I think, yes, probably a little bit, but most people would rather that than have new packaging every time. I know I wish that there was less packaging when I... I think think I've asked... I've done a poll, like, do you mm. want to have, you know, in the past, do you want to have um, a beautiful brand new shiny box or do you mind having recycled packaging? And I'm pretty sure the majority vote was, like, people care about the planet nowadays. They want yeah. you to use recycled packaging. The other problem, which I don't think people so much face in um, the States and Europe and the UK, is that we don't have so many options in New Zealand and probably Australia as well. So I know when I've looked for big boxes for paintings in the past, I can't find anything yeah. bigger than 1.2, so I've got to make it myself anyway. Yeah. Um, the best thing I've been able to find if you are looking for a new box, if for whatever reason you can't find recycled materials that day, is to find boxes that are made for mirrors mm. uh, through packaging companies. Um, and But to That's be honest... A good tip the cost can be I mean they can cost 10 20 bucks a box and it depends again on the price of your artwork whether that's going to price you out or not I have I tell you what I have used in the past for for smaller artworks I think they were like 25 centimeters I used pizza boxes yeah they're great saved the faff of having to cut a box um but yeah I think in in different countries definitely in England I think you can there's quite a lot of um places that you can buy things like that um there's one buy bubble wrap like silver but like silver bubble wrap um sort of sleep pouches big, oh yeah there's seed, a there's a pouches. australian brand called uh pack a bag the other thing that can be really great that i've used in the past is so for a while there we were getting 
one of those meal delivery services. It's called HelloFresh here, but there are a bunch oh, of them yeah. internationally. They always have mm-hmm. a refrigerated section that comes in a bubble wrap yes, pouch. Yes, I like those. So I like good those for packages. Artworks. Wipe those out. Save those bad boys. Yeah, and they do like a almost like a kind of um, like a wool insulation layer. Oh yeah, too, they're great too. That I've used, except they're a bit smelly. It's quite light. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually think I've ever used those. I have thought that they would be good. I have. I've used them as padding, but it was when it was going to a gallery. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if it's going to a gallery, you can be much less worried about whether or not it looks beautiful. Um, but even to people, I think, as long as once they've got it out of the box and out of the bubble wrap, as long as it's nice in that initial layer before they open it up, mm. and as long as the painting is protected, like that's the main goal. That's yeah. the number one priority. So the next one is, and this will, I think Phoebe will have some good insights into this one. It's been a while since I've done a lot of prints and we heard earlier that I didn't do my last two very well. So uh, (laughs) prints, whether to roll or flat pack, or is it just personal preference? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's always going to come down to personal preference, I think. Um, Everything, everything's going to come down to personal preference, uh, how you like to do whatever you do. But for me personally... I will send a smaller print flat pack with a a card backing and then inside a cellophane bag and then tissue paper and then in a stiff envelope. Um, And I also send originals, small originals on paper that way. Um, But if it goes beyond uh, sort of A4 size, uh, A4 for those in America is 12 by 9 or something, roughly inches um then I normally roll and use a tube that's just more likely to arrive without getting a damaged corner or bent or something and there was there was heaps of questions around glassine paper I think figure out whether it's needed for your artwork and that will come down to cost a lot of the time I think for most people an acid-free tissue paper will do the job. If you're doing something more fragile like a charcoal or oil pencil or Mm. it's probably worth looking into getting glassine paper, which is more Mm. like, probably is more like baking paper. And I've heard of people using that as a more inexpensive alternative, which is a great idea. Yeah. For for paint, if I did um, originals on paper that had uh, mixed media, for instance, like um, Mm. might have had oil pastel or something on um yeah that was a different texture or um material then I found that baking paper was baking paper greaseproof paper whatever you call it cooking paper and you can get eco-friendly baking paper now yeah I used to use brown Mm. brown the brown one the eco compostable one and the other thing just to note is so you can get um, glassine paper through your bigger supply stores like Gordon Harris in New Zealand. Oh, can you? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I've just done an order a couple of weeks ago and I think for 60 by 80 centimetres, it's about $2 a sheet. So it is expensive. So you've got to make sure you work that into your costs of shipping. So it's not just the cost of the postage. That's a cost, especially for a more inexpensive item that, you know, weigh up whether that is needed or not because mm-hmm. maybe a more inexpensive recycled tissue paper yeah um it's fine 
will be fine. But it does depend on your work and the nature of your work, and it's not too hard to do some research yeah. around what you're going to need. Yeah, because, like, when I do my prints, the company that I use for my prints, like, there's an option of drop shipping, so they could send them for me. Yeah. And I would have to... It's, like, $2 extra for them to package it up and... Uh, you know, whatever, another extra dollar if you want it in a cellophane bag and da-da-da. Um, so, you know, that would take out the postage and packaging cost my end, so I would just have to add that on. It wouldn't. Yeah. It, it would probably break even. I don't do that because my prints are limited edition and I, like, I have to sign them. Mm. And so, you know, if they were open edition and I didn't, care about whether I sign them or not then that would be a really good option so you you know that's worth looking into if you wanted to do open edition prints checking whether the company that you use to print your prints can just dropship do it all for you yeah and that might save a whole headache so we also had a bunch of our listeners sent through send through some tips and tricks I'll put them all in the newsletter um so we might read through some of those because I feel like there's some awesome stuff in here that we can probably all learn from. Um, so the first one is from Joe Gallagher artist and her, she says something I learned the hard way when using recycled cardboard for packaging, make sure any other addresses are crossed out completely as one painting of mine went to Christchurch and then Otora hanger in Auckland. I probably said that wrong. I'm really sorry. And then back to the depot in Hamilton, the correct address was Fangamatar. It was, I was petrified it would be damaged after its adventure, but thank God it finally arrived safely. The two other addresses were on the back of the package. Oops. So our tip for that one is always making sure all of yeah, the other addresses have been... Get a big black pen and just scribble it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. That would be quite... Mm. <laughs> uh, there's one here from Liz McAuliffe artist um, my suggestion with overseas art sales is take a picture of the package and tracked parcel and send it to the buyer once the parcel has left overseas shipping can sometimes take a long time and this pic reassures the buyer that it was sent um, that's I think a good one because sometimes just a tracking number on its own it feels a bit sort of well not you know it's a bit like well they could have just I don't know, like it's quite nice to, yeah. to, I've never done that before, but yeah, take a photo of it. And also for your own records, should it go missing, at least you've got a picture of what it looked like yeah. and stuff. I think um, that's a great idea. That's, that's a good tip. I think I'm going to start doing that. Um, there's one from Ian Versace Artist, and he says, for works on paper, I put a thin piece of whiteboard to keep it flat. It has a sketch and a note of thanks. I thought that was really lovely, adding a little sketch on, a, on the board that you're using yeah. as a packaging. I've seen um, artworks yeah. delivered into Parnell Gallery before and on the back of the painting, the artist has like a little, um, an artwork on the back that's almost like a little... Mini surprise. Yeah, I, I think that's mm. a pretty cool little thing. Yeah, I, I used to, before I got um, postcards like printed, um, I used to just cut up old paper artworks um, with a guillotine into little postcard sizes and then use those as my note. So they got their artwork and then they got another like mini artwork. Kelly Rowe Art says, buy your canvases online and then use the same packaging if I'm framed to, to ship back out. It's quite funny though. Like I've had that though, you know, a, a massive box arrive with like six canvases in, just in there, just floating about. Nothing, no, no kind of <laughs> like not even separated with a bit of tissue. It's just 
five canvases in a massive box and they were all fine and they're undamaged and you kind of go oh well maybe we're putting too much effort in because he's fine i know when you get when you but, receive um, canvases it's yeah they're always just sort of yeah. thrown in there there is um yeah. in new zealand there is one company i know of called frames by daniel who makes um packaging frames for painting specifically they are more expensive they're you're looking at you know roughly i think like a freight box a big freight box yeah. for a painting if you want to send it yeah. uh made up yeah i think you're looking at daniel, 250 yes, yes. a box for like a one meter by one meter and I, that's that's from memory so i might be wrong but part mm. of me always thinks i should look in to that like when i'm sending thousand dollars if you wanted to send it without it being um taken off the frame there are people that That do make packaging boxes is that like um not cardboard then is that does he make that out of like i'll put some pictures of what he does in the in the newsletter and just to show people because it is they look really secure on the inside it looks like they've almost got a foam casing that you sit your work Mm. into and on the outside it's like a, a freight box yeah, well, there must be a need for it if he's making them. There must be people that use them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, gosh, I wonder how much they charge for their artwork if they're making, sending it in a $250 mm. box. Yeah, I find it because I think, well, then what does the receiver do once what's they... The freight? Once yeah, they receive the freight it? on top of that Exactly. That's what's put me off, but it's something that I think I will investigate in the future. Um... So the last one that I'm going to read out today is from Mominat Abstracts and she says, make friends at UPS or local package store. My new bestie, bestie Antonio, helps improve my job. And I thought, oh, that's a good Aww. one. Make, you know, t- take your local NZ Post person some chocolate, see if that helps. Oh, yeah, no, my, my NZ Post lady that always picks up my parcels with the whole cyclone thing and it was quite stressful because they got there was like a whole week with no parcels getting picked up and I had these parcels and didn't know whether like I'd booked the courier but she, they never came obviously but then finally a week later she did come to pick up the parcels and um she was so sweet and she she texted me her phone number oh that's so and, nice and, you know her name and she was like um hey chick just text me if you've ever got a problem or question or if you've got something to pick up and I was like oh so nice so so yeah no she's my new friend now oh that's so nice and it's so nice because she's so lovely and it's always the same lady and um yeah like I I don't want to just like you know it's you want to have a nice relationship with these people because they're going to look after your painting and get it safely to the right place and they're doing a hard job of driving around collecting all the stuff um so yeah so it's really nice that she's she was like willing to she went the extra mile to like come pick up the things and um yeah yes be nice to your delivery people yeah always definitely well to wrap up we should probably mention once again that we have a coffee account ko-fi account it's always going to be ko-fi in my head Ko-fi, ko-fi. Um, <laughs> if you would like to, you know, buy us a coffee slash help us pay for all these things that we have to buy in order to do the podcast, all the running costs, hosting costs, um, etc., etc., you can find the link in our bio or the show notes, and we greatly appreciate it. Sign up to the Substack. It's going to be fun. Thank you so much for listening. We cannot believe how many people are listening to our waffle every week. Um, 
Yeah. Do keep sending us your fails or your questions or your topics. Um, yeah, we like hearing from you and we are really glad that this is helpful and that you're enjoying it and that <laughs> listening to <laughs> Judy's sensible brain and my <laughs> ridiculously useless one. We do get sent um, recommendations for topics every week. And mm. I just want people to be reassured that I am keeping track of them. They're in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and every week we can't cover everything. But if you've got extra questions that we haven't covered. So I know last week, for example, in the juggling art and life um, topic, we did end up covering mostly art and motherhood, for example. And there were other questions we just didn't have time. We just mm. we can't cover everything in the time that we've got. But we certainly will yeah. go back to these things and cover them at a later date. So keep, yeah. keep sending through your topic suggestions and questions because I am keeping track of them and I promise we will get to them at some stage. It's just a matter of, of when. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're just going to keep going as long as you want us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, on that note, I'm quite hungry um, and I might go and eat some food. You can find me on Instagram at art or on my website, phoebegander.com. Com and you can find Julie over at juliebattisti.com or at juliebattisti. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a real um, honour that you've listened and, and hope you've enjoyed. Yeah, we'll chat again, Julie. We will speak to you and hear from you. Oh, no, we will. We will. You will <laughs> hear from us. <laughs> you will hear from us again. Oh, God, I need coffee. Um, you'll hear from us again. You're here. <laughs> you'll hear from us again next week until then keep failing (laughs) bye bye (laughs) sorry (laughs) I'm going to be sensible have you met you? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you knew I thought it was being I thought you were ironic no I never knew I said that The things you learn while podcasting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.